Hello, I'm Brock. And I'm Betsy. And this is Mountain Home Stories, your community podcast. Where we talk to the people and local businesses that make Mountain Home, Mountain Home. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello to another episode of the number one podcast in Mountain Home, the Mountain Home Stories podcast. And I'm here with my number one co-anchor, Betsy Hiddleston. Hello. We're so excited to be back. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty bold statement, though. Number one podcast in Mountain Home. There's going to be a secret podcast out there that's very offended now. We, 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 We probably are competing, but you know what? I would say come to the table. Right. Let's hash it out. Battle Bring it. Royale. Bring it. I know I can say in confidence this is the best government ran podcast. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a question. And we will stand on that hill and we will not get off of I it. I will die on that hill. <laughs> um, and I think what's going to make this episode even that much better is our guest that we have. Yes. And I just want to, before we have our guests introduce themselves, um, just in case anyone wants to play the game of who is the guest. Okay. I can tell you that this individual is a avid fisherman. Oh, yeah. Loves yep. fishing. Um, is actually kind of a professional fisherman. Has entered some tournaments. Um, this person loves Mountain Breeze soda. Oh, um, yeah. So not Mountain Dew. This is the Albertsons brand signature select version mountain breeze and he i think for him it's almost like how we have our daily coffee yes yes it is (laughs) he definitely has his daily mountain breeze um and i can tell you that he does have a past um with with some musical talent he does uh, singing very very good singer (laughs) um and if you haven't got it figured out of which city employee we are interviewing who would that person be miss betsy i believe we're interviewing gene palmer our street department superintendent gene how are you very good today yep doing good and i am a strong supporter of that signature series mountain breeze Um, (laughs) i'm pretty sure i keep that in business are you sponsored by signature no but i should be you you should be sure i should be Awesome, Gene. Well, we're so excited to have you on. We, we, are. we know you're busy. Uh, you're part. Everyone in everyone in the city's busy, um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, streets is one of those busy departments also. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you found the time to be with us and for us to get to know you and a little bit more about what streets uh, means for the city of Mountain Home. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. <laughs> so to kick it off, we love to ask the question of to you gene what is a mountain home gem what is that one thing that you think is special that any mountain home resident would know you know i i sat around and i thought about this for quite a little bit because uh you know i like to fish a little bit um i like my hunting a little bit so a lot of it always uh circled around that sort of stuff but when i when i really thought about it it was when they brought a lot of that stuff closer to home which was uh when they built Legacy Park, when mm. Parks and Recs got that going. And I think that brought in a lot of uh, the things that I like to do more closer, closer to home. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice park with a fishing hole, which I did <laughs> raise my kids fishing out of it. Um, and some of the walking and stuff that gets me ready for my hunting season is right there connected to it, right on the uh, bike path, you know, just to the east of that. So two things that uh, I think that, you know, 
show where we're headed kind of in this mm -hmm. town. So. Well, and what I like about legacy, and I think it's important, especially as a new mountain home resident, <laughs> there was a time where it did not look like that. And no. I know you're saying, Brock, come on, there was a time that nothing looked like anything. And you're right. And I don't know if maybe Betsy can elaborate. I know she's a long timer and I know Gene, you're a long timer as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. But for those of us who are newer to the community, what did Legacy Park look like before it was Legacy Park? I don't know if yeah. Gene witnessed it yeah. go from gravel pits to Legacy. I did. As a, more as a teenager, mm -hmm. um, getting into the work field, I, I got the opportunity to work for um, a housing development, which was North Side Estates. Mm -hmm. um, and just to the north of that estates was a big gravel pit. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, except, I spent quite a bit of time down in there on my breaks, of course. Um, <laughs> they had a pretty good abundance of uh, goldfish in there. And they were, oh, really? they were not, like nothing I'd ever seen. They, were, they looked like they were about as big as my leg. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I'd go down there on my lunch breaks and whatnot and hang out and look at them and think, man, I'd like to be able to catch some of these. But uh, <laughs> um, So I got to kind of see it go from that gravel pit with a bunch of brush in it up to kind of what's going on today. Yeah. You know, so, Well, and I say with that, um, you know, just pivoting off of young Gene working some construction. Young Gene. Spending his <laughs> breaks looking at the giant goldfish. Yeah, dreaming. Um, Painting a Gene, perfect can you, picture. Can you go a little bit deeper and just tell us a little about your upbringing, maybe what growing up was like, where and like where that was? Yeah, um, my folks, we moved here in 1982. My dad was a, a heat plant technician, superintendent. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we moved to Idaho in 1982. A lot of folks think I've lived here for all my life, and I think that's just because I've kind of got to know a lot of folks in town. Yeah. Um, but the reality is 1982 was my day. <laughs> um, and we, we got here, and we lived on near the Red Barn, so um, got to spend a lot of time over there in that area near where John's barn used to be right next door <laughs> to it. Um, and from... Uh, that put me in about junior high, so got to know a lot of the local folks around here. Um, kind of blended in well. They did a lot of the things that I like to do. Um, and from there, I just, I, I figured out that um, cowboying and stuff like that, could I couldn't quite make enough money to, to support <laughs> my habits. So I got into that construction field at a pretty young age um, and started working really the first thing I did was start working on Northside Estates um, as a labor. Somebody gave me a chance to go in there and shovel some holes and help out, and it just kind of grew from there. So I did a little bit of everything kind of on that site, including vacuuming houses at night, insulating, oh, wow. whatever had to be done. <laughs> All the things. Yep, yep. So, and just from there, it's just kind of, you know, it's something that um, building things is something that, and fixing things is something that I like to do. I found that out pretty early. So so why did you choose to stay in Mountain Home? I mean, you could have you know, graduated, moved on. Yeah, I've had a couple gone opportunities to, the open sea. to go some different places. But um, Mountain Home is, is it's unique out of all the places that I have been. And I've traveled a little bit. I can't mm -hmm. say a lot. Um, but more places than I ever thought I would. And coming and being in Mountain Home, even every time that I had been gone, um, I kind of just longed for it. Mm. There's just something about Mountain Home, and most people that have lived here for a short a little while can tell you the same thing, that once you get to know the surroundings and what's available, like um, from the sand dunes to um, 
C.J. Strike Reservoir to the mountains right above at Anderson Reservoir. They're mm -hmm. all centrally. We're just 30 minutes away from just about anything you could dream of doing. Yeah. So, and the weather, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've lived in cold places like Duluth, Minnesota for oh, wow. lots of years, and this weather is just awesome. I mean, I don't, you can't compare it to anything I, that I know of. <laughs> um, not too hot, not too cold, mm -hmm. um, and not too much snow, but just close enough to be able to get somewhere where there is some snow so right yeah just love the place love the people <laughs> love everything about it so all right so obviously that love has kept you around so you were doing <laughs> residential construction mm -hmm. how does that journey lead you to streets <laughs> you know that's funny because I told myself at a young age when I I wanted to go from laying sod or putting in insulation that at some point in time I wanted to learn how to build a house and so I got to work with the original um, building official before he became the building official and he showed me basically how to build a house and so um, worked on houses near the golf course off 18th street um, some pretty pretty neat places um, and just when we're when in construction the work kind of slows down um those subdivisions were coming to an end and i got to work on it from the beginning to the end um started looking for work out at the um, air force base and got an opportunity out there with a contractor and i ended up putting in a couple of years of building garages out there um, and just learned that early on from some um, older folks that if you know <laughs> if you just would listen to them and um, pick up on some of their knowledge and stuff that you're getting a free education every day. So that kind of led me into uh, building some stuff in Boise, working gotcha. in that area. Yeah. Um, did some uh, jail in Weezer, some schools in Boise, um, and then ended up eventually coming back to the base because the base started getting busy again. Mm -hmm. And uh, got a chance out there, worked on, as a carpenter, I worked on the commissary when it started. Um, worked all the way through that and then the BX mm -hmm. and then it kind of evolved into some other housing projects out there and then eventually onto the um, corrosion control hangar for the B1s and then oh. and then the um, uh, fuel cell for the B uh, B1s and then after that I got moved over to a superintendent's position at a young age and worked on that on the B1 squad ops building. Oh, wow. So finished that off and was looking for more work somewhere local so I could stay near Mountain Home, which I loved, and, and there was mm -hmm. an opportunity to talk to the superintendent down here, um, and he said, come talk to me. You know, he was getting ready to retire, and came down here, and I thought, man, I, I just swear I'm never going to work on anything that's roofing and or asphalt, and here I am, so, and I've been here for a little while, so. <laughs> well, no roofs, so that's No good. roofs, no <laughs> roofs. So, total, Gene, how long have you been with the streets department? Um, I think I'm coming up on 23 years in May, I believe. I think I started in evenly on uh, 2000, and I think it was May 1st was my first day at work down here. And what is one thing, when we think of streets, it's easy to think about what the streets department does. Mm -hmm. They maintain streets, they build streets, uh, we see them plowing roads every now and then, and maybe we'll touch on that a little bit more later, but what is one thing that you believe that the public just doesn't know about Streets Department and something that they do? You know, I, I think what I've noticed that gets missed is um, a lot of times, <clears throat> and I noticed this early on, excuse me, um, 
was that most of us were dressed the same as most other individuals. Like um, we never were set out, so nobody knew who we were mm. floating around through you know town. Um, yeah. And that you know you drive by a construction site or you drive by a road crew or somebody else working, and you didn't really know is that you know city street department or not. Um, so. Um, you know, we kind of individualized. We started at that time. We started going into wearing yellow clothing um, and things like that, so people would know what we did. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, street sweeping. I mean, before I worked here, I didn't even know what a street sweeper was, um, <laughs> and that they existed in town. Now I know that they're running around town all day long. Um, same thing at night. Um, these guys work from sunup till sundown, mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that a lot of folks. We don't run around tell anybody but you know yeah. they're out pulling grates or they're doing stuff usually when everybody's heading into the house mm -hmm. you know that's one thing I can know um, mm -hmm. and they're just it takes a special individual to get you know sign off at five and then jump back in and during a rainstorm and you know after being a little bit tired from shoveling or whatever and, and coming back and pulling grates or something so yeah um, you know it's just something that you just a lot of people see it happening but they don't know who's doing it right well well and you know and betsy can attest to this when we interviewed rich Eriquiti, one of the things we talked about you know public works as a whole where we have streets water wastewater our fiber departments there as well is they are kind of the people that makes things move they they're they're the reason that you get to turn on water and that you get to flush your toilet um and that they're kind of the unsung heroes mm-hmm yeah, yep, definitely see that. You know, it's, it's, uh, but these guys that we got into, you know, that are in there and that have been in there for a while, even some of the groups before are still in the local area working mm -hmm. in the same type of work. Um, and almost all of us are from here or have lived here for quite a while. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we do have a lot of family, we a lot of people that, do understand what's going on um, a lot of times you know we don't well these type of departments typically will get a lot of negative mm -hmm. comments of course the simple one I mean I, I kind of fall in that myself I would have been one of the ones probably getting on there and, and putting some pothole comment or something on, <laughs> on, a, on a deal but um, the reality is um, they're they're just at it nonstop. yeah it's, it's one of them things, and we couldn't do it without the help of all the other departments that are in there. I mean, we got water, wastewater, and when we run shy, like mm -hmm. we did in 2017 during that snow apocalypse, or whatever, oh, yeah. um, everybody, everybody, including the mayor, who mm -hmm. was brand new you know, at the time, everybody came out and helped. I yeah. mean, we had the police chief at the time driving a dump truck. That's awesome. Because <laughs> we could. So, I mean, yeah, it's just awesome. That's one thing about this place that... Um, it's just like no other place I've been. Usually mm -hmm. when you're off at five, you're off. Nobody right. can find you, you know, but not here. So, so you mentioned uh, snow machines or snow, snow plows. How many plows do we have? Well, we... Like, or how many when do we I, like to keep running? Yeah, two of them. Two of them take care of our, what we call our A route, which is mm -hmm. our articular roads, um, state highways that are going through that covers most of it. Um, mm -hmm. Your American Legion Boulevard up to Highway 20, up to um, Industrial Park where we turn around and take yeah. care of those roads. Um, yeah, there's two. Um, go out Airbase Road, Highway 30, Sunset Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're trying to do is get everybody to their 
location safely yeah. but um and then they'll run on the eastbound streets and then the northbound streets once those other two are opened up and that mm -hmm. we call that the b route and okay. that's on the collectors gotcha so do you know how many miles of road we have here in mountain home well yeah <laughs> you know a lot of them will say 75 78 somewhere in there um wow. but the we in the road roll we call, count it by the lane miles because each each you have to okay, touch yeah. each piece of it. So we, I, I usually use the number about 180 miles. Wow, 180 miles, mm -hmm. two plows. And at what time do the guys usually get going when it starts snowing? Well, this is where we're lucky. Um, <laughs> most of these guys will um, start right when it starts snowing. We'll run two shifts or two guys going you know, on the A route and the B route right away. Okay. So um, if you've been, we've been, I've been logging it for a long time when snowstorms start, you know, mornings, evenings, that, this and that. Um, but it, uh, a lot of times it usually starts right in the evening. Mm -hmm. If we can anticipate, you know, or see it coming and we know it's going to happen, then I can send guys home early to go get something to eat, visit with their family for a little bit, and then they'll come back in and start. And that triggers the next two groups time frame so nobody yeah. really knows what time they're going to work until that first group goes out and if they'll usually put in eight hour shift plowing wow. and yeah. then the next group will take over right from from there um we've, we've done it so many different ways right now let's say they started at six in the evening they'll go eight hours and then we'll have a break in there where there's nobody driving on the roads and then mm -hmm. we'll bring the next crew back in at four wow. so all that's kind of going on all night that we're talking to them and kind of getting it scheduled and right. making sure everybody's all right that way and all the rest of us are enjoying the snow and making a fire you guys are out plowing the streets yeah. while we're all eating dinner yep yep and we i mean we love doing it you know mm -hmm. it's uh the biggest thing with us is just um you know, just making sure that everybody's safe. Yeah. Because we know most everybody, you know. Uh. Awesome. And to kind of further elaborate on it, and I'm glad we're having the conversation because it is getting colder. It is coming. We're probably <laughs> going to see some snow soon. And, um, you know, it being a small community, you kind of get to hear everyone's comments of, well, why don't they plow this and why not this? And I think information is power. Mm -hmm. So I guess another thing before we kind of depart from this subject, Gene, is <laughs> when, when the city does plow its streets, um, obviously we have, we have a lot of road, limited machinery, a really awesome personnel who's willing to just drop everything and leave, but there's probably some prioritization of which roads come first and yeah. which we seek to maintain more than others. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, we start out with really those articulars, um, that a truck will start running like airbase road, um, the American Legion, the loop through town, mm -hmm. um, the inlet coming in on Sunset Boulevard from Boise. And we're really time sensitive to everything. So um, let's say in the morning, a lot of times we, we've given our normal crew, we'll usually start at seven at least, the backup crew. Mm -hmm. um, uh, those articulars are, we just have to have them open. So it doesn't matter what time, what whatever, it has to be done. And then as we move off those, even at the same time, we're still working the B route, which is those um, collectors that's the streets like that come by east elementary like uh, mm. 10th east 8th like north, your side those streets type but of streets. main side streets yeah. yeah and those are the ones that are really touching everybody's subdivision mm -hmm. and those touch the arteries so um, if you're coming out of let's say for instance you're coming out of um, oh down by legacy in that area mm -hmm. you've got one on either side of your subdivision you got third east coming off and so you can get onto that 
collector right there, or you could go the other side and get on um, 6th East mm -hmm. and get on to that collector. So we, we have tried in the past, we have tried to plow mm -hmm. um, the subdivisions on the inside where there's a lot of vehicles mm -hmm. and there's they're usually smaller, not all of them are bigger. Yeah. Um, and we've run into more, we've caused more havoc than <laughs> what we've undone. Mm -hmm. I know. And, um, and we started looking into it more on what the standard is in other areas and, and that's something that they try to follow. Unless, like 2017, we, we waited as long as we could mm -hmm. and then we ran in and tried to open up some of those roads. Yeah. But, um, by that time, everybody knows it's kind of a, it's like a somewhat like a last resort. Yeah. And everybody's ready for all the phone calls that are going to come in usually that morning for, you know, like mm -hmm. folks that may not be able to get out of their driveway. Yeah. You know, a lot of times that snow is, uh, by the time we plowed it on a narrow road, it could be two foot, three foot berms just wow. in one pass. Yeah. So. Because the snow's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, in this day and age, a lot of, a lot more cars um, I am happy to see that there's more SUV-type vehicles right. coming out where folks can drive their car and, and still get over a slight berm. Mm -hmm. There for a while, there was a tendency where the cars were getting lowered and they were getting closer and closer <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> and those ones there, we've experienced where, um, you know, they just try to cross a tiny berm and it froze up and it ripped the front end of their uh, oh, wow. hood off and yeah. stuff. So. Um, yeah, so it's wow. just it's a it's a work in progress. We've kind of got it in some ways. I would say mastered. It's taken a lot of years of looking at it and relooking at it. Oh, and I bet. Like that. So, Lots of maps, I bet. <laughs> so, yeah. in short, when it comes to roads getting uh, plowed during the winter months, is we're going to take care of the main roads. We're going to make sure those are safe. Mm -hmm. Right outside your front door, it's probably not going to be plowed. Yeah. Unless but, you live on 10th Street. Unless yeah. you live on 10th yeah. Street. <laughs> yeah. um, but to have that understanding, to know that the city's going to do everything we can to ensure that the main roads, the ones that are most traveled, are accessible and people can get to where they need to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Number one goal. And we, you know, if we see something that we're missing, um, this day and age, there's a lot more. Um, different plows running around, mm -hmm. you know, snow plows on um, four-wheelers and things like that. And, and sometimes they don't know what to do with the snow that's coming out of their parking lot or off their property and stuff. So we yeah. still will go back and have to kind of move some of that aside to make sure it doesn't freeze on spot. So oh, yeah. there's just a lot of different... Um, a lot of different things, but yeah, we'll do whatever we need to do to make sure that you can get to where you're going safe. Awesome. Like that. So that's what you do in the winter. Mm -hmm. In the summer... And what about now? What are we doing? What are we working on right now? Right now, we usually go like we just got done paving, you know, mm -hmm. on Jackson Boulevard, and we've kind of gone from there. We transition into getting our plows and stuff ready, mm -hmm. and um, also going through. Um, we've got three old, three older sweepers. Mm -hmm. We go through and make sure all those are up and ready to run for the fall leaf falling off. Um, and these years are where the snow and the end of summer. Those two things are getting closer and closer together. So yeah. we'll go from last week I was in shorts mowing my grass to right. this week I'm wearing you know long johns. So <laughs> um, we get those those uh, sweepers ready and then we'll run three of them all day. Today we had three run this morning. Um, we'll try to run them and get them. And we 
at this time of the year, we don't typically run on a schedule as far as like which block we'll be on. We run on what's practical, which is going to the older subdivisions and hitting the ones that got the most leaves right? and stuff like that. So that's why folks will see us sometimes randomly moving around in at that time of the year. It's just because we're trying to go where the problem is and take care of that. Oh. There's a method to the madness. There is. There <laughs> is. Yeah, it may not seem it, but there is. So I'm curious, Gene, because you already kind of hit on one of the questions that we always ask is why Mountain Home and why do you stay in Mountain Home? And you, you've kind of given us that reason. But being that you're a city employee and that you've been an employee for a very long time, 20 plus years, um, which kudos to you. You know, I think my time with the city and Betsy's time with the city combined is like 25%. Of right. That time. <laughs> so what I want to know is why the city of Mountain Home as an employee? Um, really, what has kept you here for that many years and what makes this a place where you continue to want to work at? Um, the the family um, atmosphere, everybody that we're around all day long, it's just like walking in. When I walk in the city hall to pay my bills in the morning and stuff, I feel like I'm walking right into the kitchen <laughs> at my house. And they treat me that way, and which is what I like, you know, um, that I come in and I'm, you know, uh, I can get harassed a little bit and, and I can harass back and whatnot. Um, the, the, the city's always trying to have your back. You yeah. know, to always take care of the issues that are coming up. I mean, I, I go to the council meetings. I have, I had no past, no past experience in anything of that nature before I took over the, this actual position. It wasn't something that we, that we did and kind of practiced in. And to be honest with you, just watching the amount of work that goes into just getting us able to do our jobs yeah. is, it's amazing. Um, and so... Um, yeah, it's just the family atmosphere. You walk in. Uh, mm -hmm. I like to sneak through the back and grab a little fruit off the table or whatever. <laughs> After there's a donut, I grab one. And then most of the time, everybody's like, hey, take the box for your guys. You know, so, yeah, just We do just have a, a bag of apples family. in the back. I'm, I'm already eyeballing them. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's just great, great-natured people. <clears throat> um, the city seems like it's, um, it's, it's heading in such a uh, strong path right now mm -hmm. um and that it's going in a, in a good direction um things are happening you know um and especially in this day and age you know where a lot of things are unknown we're still we're still plugging away and going at it you know and yeah. and i and i i love watching the new employees come in and stuff mm -hmm. like that and i think that uh kudos to the guys people that are making the hard decisions on who gets to do what job um, right it's uh, it's a lot more complicated than I ever would have thought. You know? So, yeah. Well, and if I can kind of talk to that, you know, being a family and taking care of each other, um, I just gotta, you know, give give Gene some praise uh, for for what I do in planning and zoning. Is sometimes we have odd tasks. Um, you know, I, I we know that for zoning actions that. Mm -hmm. A lot of times there needs to be public hearings, and with public hearings there needs to be public notification yeah. and also public posting of the actual site. Mm -hmm. And I can't count how many times where it's been me calling Gene and we have these signs that need to be posted. And, you know, my department is relatively small, especially when I first got here, um, when we were figuring things out. But I know I was able to call you and be like, Gene, can you help me <laughs> put up yeah. these signs and take some time, like, 
just part of your day to help me put these up. And without hesitation, it was, Brock, I'm there. Let's yeah. go. And you never um, complained. You never asked why. Um, at oh, least he not... so complained when he left. Like, he <laughs> dropped you off and was like, gosh, dang it. Brock's the word. That Brock guy making yeah. me hang up a sign again. <laughs> but, you know, I you, and still until this day, it's like I know you're just so willing to help, even if it's not part of your job description. And all of us have that. Others, other duties as a sign. Mm-hmm. Other duties and, as a sign. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I've done those things. You know, the other day, a bunch of us got to help post, um, put, put the envelopes together for a mailing that was going out because the mailing machine broke. And we got to do that. And I, I totally get mm-hmm. what you're saying is, you know, the family aspect is that all of us are here to help meet the goals, even if it's not in our job description, and yeah. even if it's not what we were initially hired to do, whatever it takes to make sure that the job gets done. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that, you know, even when we interview folks and stuff, that's number one that we're looking for is that you're willing to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to, to make the day get, you know, everybody to get through, you know, and nobody... Nobody in, in this place is any more special than anybody else. We're just, everybody needs to help everybody. Yeah. Um, and you can take that away from your family, everything, you know, so. So you've got a work family, but what about your home family? Yeah, I got a great home family. Um, <laughs> they're got, probably a little better than us. Oh, so. they're, yeah, there's something else. They're <laughs> wonderful. I have a, um, an older daughter, um, Cassidy, who's, who's um, going to be getting married this next fall congratulations um, yeah so i'm super excited about that um and i had a, a middle daughter kelsey who had um joined the air force not too long back oh, wow. about a year and a half i think no don't quote me on that one but um kelsey's watching no, who's kidding. also who also got married here not too long ago um and i've got a son um he's the youngest one mm-hmm. and uh, i thought i'd get him to um you know, take over. He likes to fish and he likes to hunt, but he's not into the construction thing. So, I, and I'm happy about that. I'd like him to learn a little bit more about the um, paperwork side of things. Um, but yeah, just totally. My wife, she works at the courthouse. She's been there for about 24 years, mm-hmm. and so she's been there for a while. Um, we're both really blessed to have, the, you know, two jobs mm-hmm. inside right here in town. Uh, just we know everybody you know and we want to help everybody um that's probably my biggest downfall is trying we're we're always you're always trying to do that so much sometimes you fail at you know about half the stuff you do just because you're kind of get spread thin but right but we uh we just love it here Um, good wow so she's at the county you're at the city Mm -hmm. power couple (laughs) (laughs) take it over that can get confusing yeah (laughs) no um Used to go eat lunch with her every day um, back when I first started down here, but uh, it's gotten a little more complicated. I hate emptying my pockets every time I go in, so I've, I've slowed that down quite a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, going to the courthouse, yeah. yeah that's Sometimes a, it's like I'm just going to the just, assessor's yeah, office. Right. <laughs> I just want to pay my taxes. I feel like it's fit, yeah, 10 minutes worth of me. I got yeah. st- everything in every pocket, so. Right. I'm a walking, <laughs> yeah, time bomb looking thing, so. So. Gene, as as we wind down, uh, one of our final questions that we always ask is, you know, if money wasn't a thing and you could really do whatever you want and be king of the world for a day, what is one thing Mountain Home could do to be better? Or does Mountain Home need to be better at all? You know, Mountain Home, um, it's just a very 
if you walk down the street, everybody still waves, you know, everybody still, um, we, every day we're on the streets usually, and I, and uh, the people are, they come out and they'll give us fruit baskets. You know, just, <laughs> they, it's just that. I've, I've worked in other towns. I've been in Boise, for example, um, some other places um, where people just aren't, aren't as friendly. You know, they, they, you, they look at you a little funny when you, when you wave and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so around here, it's just awesome that way. But, you know, of course, from, from the aspect of what I do for a living and I have always done, um, just infrastructural fixes um, and things that were major goals in my mind when I very first got here were, were um, items like fixing the downtown getting some um, piping in underneath the roads, um, getting those sidewalks fixed and making them safer so people could actually cross the roads and stuff like that. And so I'm, I'm living a dream, basically. I mean, I get to wake up every day, drive down a road that I never thought it would have got fixed, you know, and, uh, and get to see it. So I, I get that. Um, it's a weird thing to kind of take out of something, but, I mean, for me, it's just it's, it's awesome, that part of it. Like I said, I've done this for a little while, and I just I, I'm amazed every day at how much stuff is getting done. If that makes an example, you know. So hopefully we'll just keep it up and keep getting better. Well, Gene, thanks for taking the time. Um, we'll let you go, and thanks yeah. for doing this. And yeah. I guess Thank I you owe you a nice cold mountain breeze next time I see you. Well, Gene, thanks for taking the time. Um, we'll let you go, and. Thanks yeah. for doing this, and yeah. I guess Thank I you owe you a nice cold mountain breeze next time I see you. Yes, <laughs> don't wait the don't waste the extra dollars on the Mountain Dew. No, Mountain no. Breeze will do just Mountain fine. Breeze, not sponsored, <laughs> but fine. soon to be sponsored. Soon to be sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Gene. Thank Have you a good guys. one. Appreciate you. Until course. next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mount Home Stories. If you have any comments or recommendations for future episodes please email us at mhed at mountain-home.us. Until next time. <laughs>